OCI is the single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. Do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic. Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash wallstreet. When you're commuting, tune out all the noise and tune into the news you need to know. WSJ Podcasts. Listen where you want, when you want. Coming up. Coming up on the WSJ Speakeasy Podcast, Walton Goggins and Tim Roth, co-stars in the new Quentin Tarantino film, The Hateful Eight. Updates on arts and entertainment, interviews with celebrities and marquee guests. This is WSJ Speakeasy. Welcome to the uh, Speakeasy Podcast. I'm Michael Callia. I'm here with Walton Goggins and Tim Roth from the new Quentin Tarantino film, his eighth film, The Hateful Eight, which will open later this month and uh, more widely early next year, I believe January 1st, right? January 1st, yeah. yeah. They just, oh, actually, no, it's December 31st. Oh, oh ja- so, so it New goes Eve. New Year's Eve. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it keeps shifting. I, I've noticed that there's this whole thing about the road show, and the road show, yeah. for people think, out there, it's yeah. 70 millimeters, you get an intermission and an overture, like an old-fashioned movie show. You get a program. A program. A really oh, yeah. cool program. I just saw them today, they're great. And yeah. I think they actually even talked about uh, uh, having uh, T-shirts made with, I saw The Hateful Eight on 70 millimeter. Wow, yeah. wow. And, and they've only done that for a few films recently, like The Master, Paul Thomas Anderson's yeah. Yeah. movie, and, um, you know, classic films like 2001. Also, movie. I think they're trying to get us out. Like, the cast is kind of going to try and be in as many cities as, as we can, just to um, not, I mean, we'll, it'll end up being separately, but um, to do, sort of talk to the audience and stuff and yeah. introduce the Very film cool. and, and all that, so. Yeah. So yeah, let's... Cool. Let's set the stage for the movie for people who may not know the premise. Um, it's these eight, well, really nine and, and possibly more uh, strangers are, are brought together in this, this uh, I guess, way station in the middle of nowhere in Wyoming, caught in a blizzard. And the title Hateful Eight isn't just some clever wordplay. It's these eight or nine, how many, however many people are pretty hateful in their own ways yeah. but they also have redeeming uh, qualities some of them at least um, so Tim let's start with you how would you describe your character uh, definitely has something to hide but everyone does in a Quentin Tarantino movie yeah there's always there's always that element of uh, things aren't quite what they seem but uh, uh, which is a sort of it's a theme that he has but it, it, you know that's one of the nods to Reservoir Dogs really in a right. sense because this does have uh, similarities certain similarities to that um, I play uh, the uh, the hangman of Red Rock. Uh, he's on his way to Red Rock, which is the next uh, town over, bef- to uh, hang a man. To and that's his that's his job in life, mm-hmm. and he's quite proud of his job. But he's the it's the uh, sort of slightly uh, foppish uh, English fella that you would see and you, know, you would come across in a in a western occasionally. Yeah, the dandy. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a dandy. Dying, yeah. yeah, completely. Yeah. So, um, and so, on the surface, that's what he is, but you never know. Mm-hmm. And Walton, you play someone who claims to be the new sheriff of Red Rock. Yeah, he. Uh, Chris Mannix. Yes, Chris Mannix. Uh, he either is or is not the new <laughs> sheriff of, of Red Rock. He's, uh, you know, he's a bit of an agitator, uh, rebel rouser, uh, uh, an oversized gnat for some people. Um, but uh, he. Um, you know, you, you have to kind of question his motivations really for, for why he's there. Uh, and it's, and it's uh, similar but different than, than other people's motivations in the story. And, um, and yeah, it's so, you know, it was an, it was an unbelievable 
an unbelievable experience and uh, quite quite a quite a journey uh, for for this particular character. Now, uh, both of you are now Tarantino veterans. Walton, obviously, you're 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 newer to the pack. Tim, it's been what twenty years since you've been in a Tarantino movie, right? Yeah, since I think four it is. rooms, right? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. So uh, I want to ask you guys, coming from two different perspectives, Tim, first, um, since it's been so long, and obviously you've done so many things in between, mm. so many great things in between, um, what has changed on the Tarantino set since the last time you were there? Well, the set itself is a very different, um, in, uh, different has a different atmosphere. And I think that, that that's, that, that's where you see the real, the real um, kind of change in Quentin himself. He's... When I when I started uh, working with him, it was his first time, and I'd been on sets, and you know he hadn't. But he he, he never really felt like a first time director. He always felt to me like he was a um, he'd made many many films indeed and very well, but most of them have been in his head. <laughs> they all been in his head. But uh, but um, but then you know with Reservoir Dogs, it was his first time, and he he executed it brilliantly, and carried on doing that with Pop Fiction and, and in forums and so on, but. Um, but you can see how he's grown in in, in, in stature as a, as a filmmaker. When you arrive, when I arrived on uh, on the Hateful Eight, I was very surprised by the the way the atmosphere on set. There's music playing. There's uh, uh, between takes. There's, uh, there's a lot of laughter, a lot of storytelling. It's a, it's a very very relaxing and, and exciting place to be. But on top of that, he has uh, you know. His knowledge of cinema and the te- and technology uh, of of his uh, his chosen art form is he's, he's absorbed much 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 more over the years. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's one of the most capable mm. uh, filmmakers I think around. And Walton, uh, this is your second Tarantino movie, right? Second straight after yeah. Django Unchained. Mm. Uh, you know, you're 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 with some of these. Guys who've been there with him before, Samuel L. Jackson, Michael Madsen, Tim Roth. As a relative newcomer to Tarantino's, I guess, stable, how would you feel? How, how, how was the feeling on, on set for you? Especially, you had such a huge part in this one. Well, it's, uh, you know, uh, my initial experience with, uh, with, with Quentin, you, you, it's almost like walking into a room and the sun is on the other side of the door. You know what I mean by that? Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, you, at least for me, anyway, my experience kind of coming into my first collaboration with the man was uh, filled with with insecurity and, and anxiety because of uh, you know how large he looms, not only uh, in my in my in my own mind in my own uh, uh, possible experience, but uh, you know in, in in this in this art form, um, and so as, and as soon as I walk through that door. Uh, he just like this is the sun went dark and he said no it's okay you're okay you're here now let's play and so for me going into the second experience I, I i did not come into it with with all of those uh all of those issues it was really just i kn- i know how collaborative i know what a creative environment that quentin architects um and and i was able to just step right into that uh, with with such ease and mm. and uh, and and uh, and not be um, held down or held back, at least initially speaking, by by that reaction. It was it was just you know, look, when you get when you get an invitation to play with the best, 
<laughs> you just you just turn yourself over to the experience and and uh, yeah, it's it's really been quite a journey. Yeah, Jennifer Jason Lee uh, recently talked to one of my colleagues, and she said that you guys referred to yourselves as the haters. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, yeah. so could you, both of you, either one, any time, uh, take us into that that feeling on the set among the actors because there's so many different types on that set. Mm-hmm. I mean, Michael Madsen has his own style. Damien has his own style. Bruce Dern definitely has his own style. You guys have your own style. The the spirit of collaboration. How did that come together between the actors? Not necessarily, you know, directly with Tarantino. Well, he kind of he he. I mean, he once you cast, mm-hmm. you are welcome. You know, yeah. and he he's he's incredibly welcoming. And but you know that you're you're surrounded by people who are kind of at the top of their game. So as a as a troop of actors, which is kind of how we how we right. felt. Uh, um, we got we got to uh, hang around and watch the the best perform, you know, and we've become we became very close. We've become, I mean, we're really a, a, a tight knit family right. now. I think we always will be. I think you know, yeah. over the years, I think that's just going to last. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It was uh, you know it was a real. Uh, you know, we've talked about this in other interviews, but and 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 most of Quentin's movies, these incredible characters. That we have all uh, grown to, to love over the years, uh, seldom really get a chance to interface uh, on a on a regular basis, you know. And 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 more often than not, he's like, "Wow, Jules! I would love to see Jules with this person, Jules with this person." Mm-hmm. And 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 in this movie, you know, Quentin has done it again with with all of these characters from all these different points of view and all of these rich, uh, textured uh, actors. And we had an opportunity to be in that room for five months wow. and watch watch each other go through this experience. And, and it would, uh, you know, often we would all kind of be there together and then the, the lights would go down and one person would step out on stage into that spotlight. And, and we just got to, to listen and, and, and learn, you know, right. b- based on, on, on what they were doing and where they were taking his words. It was, uh, yeah, yeah. you know magic's going to happen on a Quentin Tarantino set. You know, every single day you show up, something special will happen. Mm-hmm. And, and if you don't get the opportunity to be there because you're off the next day, you can bet something special will happen <laughs> the day that you're not there either. It's not oh. contingent just upon you. Um, it's just being around this man. And so I think for all of us to, to get to be there every day and to see the other actor that we love and respect so much uh, go through their own chrysalis with these particular words right. was, uh, was just a you know, real honor. And, and I, I don't know if that will ever happen again. I, I don't know. Um, so Quentin's last three movies are all period pieces. Mm. Um, when he started out, you know, making these really contemporary, contemporarily set dramas and thrillers, do you think making a, a period piece, um, in this case, offers more flexibility? I mean, you don't have to worry about cell phones. Uh, you don't have to worry about certain politically correct kind of designations so much, I guess. As an actor, do you find that easier? I know you've done other period pieces, too, with Lincoln, and I know you've done Rob Roy and others. Do you find that easier, or, or by not harder? having access to 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 those kind of convenient? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah, I think I do. I think it is uh, becoming harder and harder for um, 
for for writers and and for directors to to justify why this miscommunication is happening. You know, yeah, well, yeah. well, no, wait a minute. There's an app. I know exactly where you are. I don't have to look for you. I see you right there on a map. Yeah, yeah. And and we experienced that with uh with with my television show Justified and and luckily for us because it's set in Harlan County, Kentucky, uh, it was very convenient at times, but but also very helpful to uh, have us be in what we call the the you know in, in the South a holler, right? Which is a little space, a little crack in between two 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 mountains, and uh, and there was no cell no cell service in the holler, <laughs> you know? and you would just kind of have that. But yeah, I think you know what's you know what's I think one of the greatest. Uh, I don't want to say tragedies because Lord knows all of these conveniences have have aided our lives in so many ways. But in some way, it, it just takes the mystery out of it all. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It takes it takes the 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 honor that one has to uh, uh, have when they make a commitment. You know, when when when, you when mean I was in the film, young, yeah, in, in, a, in a film or, or yeah. even just showing up for. If I say, "Hey Tim, if this was 1978," yeah. and I say, "Hey, you want to go to dinner?" Yeah. And he and he said yes on the one time that we may talk right. in a week. Well, you know what? Chances are Tim's not going to pick up the phone if I call him from my home phone and I'm out. <laughs> so I can't. There's, it's not a convenient excuse not to not to meet the man. You you show yeah. up and you do that. Yeah, it take, yeah. It's, it's like it's taken the taken the randomness out of life a little bit as well, isn't it? You know, the te- technology thing. But he he and one of the things that he does on set is he bans it. It's, there is no technology oh, on set allowed at all, so you hand you hand in your phones or you leave them behind, but you don't. And, and I think that's something that everyone should take up. And yeah, in, in film, I agree. everybody should take that up. Yeah, yeah, really. And and it and it his whole way. We've we've said this you know a million times in these interviews, but he really is an analog man living in a digital world and right. and solving problems on a Quentin Tarantino set um, uh, for for the actors and and for for the crew. Uh, are are analog. It's the way. It's it's the it's all of the devices, all of the uh, collected knowledge that has been gained over the history of filmmaking. Without saying no, well, let's just do it digitally and we'll fix it in post. It's like, well, no, we have to make this stagecoach feel like the horses that we film. Well, how how do we do that? How do we really do that? And uh, and they're all they're all real solutions. They're not digital solutions. So it for, it allows the brain to 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 really solve these problems, and and all of these great brains in one room to solve these problems, because Quentin only gives you it's like, look, <laughs> these are the blocks you get to play with, and they're tangible. And so let's fix it. Let's solve it. And uh, and that's that's so special, man. And the seventy mil thing of it of it all. Is just as an extension of that, I think. Yeah, you know, it's, and, it's him reveling in cinema. And on that analog note, <laughs> mm. we will uh, take a break on our digital podcast yeah, uh, there you for, go. for a brief moment. What if AI could help your business deliver mission critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X, and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. Traveling on business? 
then take us along and stay on track. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, updates on arts and entertainment, interviews with celebrities, and marquee guests. This is WSJ Speakeasy. We're, uh, we're back to the Speakeasy podcast with Walton Goggins and Tim Roth, both starring in The Hateful Eight, coming Spe- out later this speaking month. Easy. Speaking Easy. Speaking Easy speak with easy. the Speakeasy. Yeah, the Speakeasy is so perfect for what we're doing right now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we left off talking about how Tarantino fosters this old-fashioned analog-type environment on the sets. And, mm-hmm. and, and this movie is a throwback, as are most of his movies, to, to other kinds of, of movies of the past. And I know, you know, it's being sold as a Western pre- predominantly, mm-hmm. but it felt like an old-fashioned horror movie to me yeah. at times. Yeah. It, do you, do you it, think that's, uh, that's a fair, yeah. fair characterization? Yeah, I mean, uh, he's to- he was talking today about um, how, you know, down to the soundtrack. It's a horror soundtrack. Yeah, there's a little you know, bit of the thing in there, right? Yeah, and the thing, and and the thing is, it was a good, I guess, way, way to a good way uh, of analyzing that, and that, you know, it's people trapped in, right. in the cold. There's nowhere for them to go, and the paranoia that that uh, you know ensues. And so that there are, I think, definitely um, elements of that. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it's interesting. I'd never heard that being said before, but that was what was being said today. But yeah, yeah. The the score right off yeah. the bat over the in the overture really oh, struck me as like a horror theme, and that's that a Neo Morricone score. You yeah. know, he's making his first western in what forty years. Yeah. Well, and but he didn't. You know, and, and as Quentin has said, uh, he didn't expect it, nor did he get a a, a western score from Mr. Morricone. Right. You know, he did not. You're right. No. no. Uh, um, so obviously there are the thing parallels. Um, of course, Reservoir Dogs, as you touched on mm-hmm. earlier, Tim, which um, you're very familiar with, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, Quentin has said uh, that this could work as a stage play. Yes. Yeah, hateful Eight, as could um, Reservoir Dogs. And, and the, the, the fascinating thing about Hateful Eight is that it's such a big movie. Even when it's trapped indoors, it's got those very gothic interiors, almost like Xanadu and Citizen Kane. <laughs> Um, how how do you think that could translate? How do you think well, it well, could translate? Well, because we, we talked about this. We yeah. were just in Europe, and uh, and we were had a lovely, just a lovely conversation between uh, Quentin and, and Tim and, and, and Kurt Russell and myself, and 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 about the the possibility, you know, you know, Quentin, this is from him, you know, the possibility of doing the Hateful Eight as as a stage play, and what he would change, and why he would change it, but. Uh, to, to see him if, if he were to decide to do that and 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 have the possibility of the original cast of the movie mm-hmm. do the the stage play as opposed to the other way around where yeah, it usually it's, starts in the theater and then you then you go to the movie where right. he's doing it the exact opposite <laughs> can you imagine if on that bill like the oh, second no. play after that no he did reservoir dogs Oh, you, so you go both? You I do, couldn't. Uh, do. I'm a little older now. <laughs> um, yeah, would man. you Would you guys do that if that, that happened? Oh, 100 yeah. percent. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, as actors, um, what would you have to change? Uh, obviously, you have the proscenium and the fourth wall, and it's not well. As fluid. He's, he's uh, he'd, he'd be up to all kinds of tricks. We just have to yeah. follow his lead. Yeah, know, and it would. Know. I think a lot of it would be based because this is all about what. Quentin wants to reveal and when he wants to reveal it and we are all impacted by those revelations and if it's a stage 
play, if he decides to do that, well, then there's probably a good chance that the structure will change and therefore yeah, be people's involvement yeah. will yeah, change. Be a, yeah, which would be really, really interesting. Challenging, yeah. To play the, these roles may be very, very different. Yeah. Um, if you had to pick your favorite Tarantino movie moment, what would it be? And Walton, I'll start, start with you. Oh, man. You know, I mean, I can go down the list of, you know, Gun all of them. Your head, I mean, one, well, one. No, you know what? I, I don't think I can do that. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I can't play by that rule. You know, I, I, I will say, you know, the conversation, obviously, between Uma and John Travolta in, um, in uh, Pulp Fiction. But, but uh, and, I, and I'm not saying this to sell the movie. There, there, there are sequences in this movie that mm-hmm. go up there with some of the best that he's ever done. I mean, oh, and, yeah. I, and I and I and I would even say that, like, even the the, the part of uh, the part in uh, in Django where, and it's Quentin as the actor when the guys have the hoods over their their head, you know, <laughs> the Ku Klux Klan. It's funny. It's funny as shit, mate. It's so funny. But there there are multiple sequences in this movie that rival anything that have come before it. I would agree with that. I I'm, and I suppose I just throw out. Um, just the first day I worked with him. Hmm. I just, what so did you guys shoot? We were, I, we were shooting. Um, I think it was we were in the uh, in the diner. Uh, all the guys sitting around the table. Oh, you know. Yeah, and that, and that when we yeah you know, the first of all the I, little I, black book and oh everything going that's yeah. so cool man <laughs> that's and then the so walk, cool. it's the walk down the alleyway you know for the for the sequence the opening sequence all, all that. that in the first day I'll take that. Oh my gosh! Well, that's a that's a hell of a first day, I'll yeah. tell you. So, um, what you guys? In, I guess in closing, what would you guys want the audiences to really take away from from Hateful Eight? And I, I, he has that baked in audience that's going to be there no matter what. But someone who might just be curious, what what would you want them to take away from this movie? Uh, it's just a, this is going to be, especially if it, I mean not especially actually because the, the, the wide release one will be a different cut. Is, is re, recutting the film for the right. so the but so the audience are, are going to see the roadshow um, version of it the big seventy mil sprawling epic overture laden intermission laden <laughs> version of this hopefully I mean they'll have a great Quentin Tarantino ride without a doubt but it's it's I think as Bruce Stern said he said it's taken me sixty years but finally I'm in a movie and it's got that. <laughs> that real nod to cinema. It's and the, the the cinema shooting on film, big epic experience, but um, but which is something that's fading, something that's vanishing, in a way. So yeah. go out and have a good time, get some popcorn. Yeah, and uh, two helpings. Yeah, two helpings. Two, helpings. two popcorn. You, you well, you'll have a it. chance. You get yeah. an intermission. Yeah, get you one big tub beforehand. <laughs> go outside, talk about it, and then get you another tub to finish it off. <laughs> I was wondering if, if this movie would lead to a resurgence in smoking because there's an intermission. Damn, I need to talk. Yeah, about people this go out and have a smoke. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. It wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't surprise me. But don't whatever you do, don't stay outside too long. You don't want to miss the beginning of the, of oh, the yeah. second half. Yeah. That would be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you, Tim Roth and Walton Goggins for joining the Speakeasy podcast today. Uh, Hateful Eight in theaters end of the month. Um, Quentin Tarantino's eighth film and possibly he only has two more left. That's what he keeps saying. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you, gents. Thank you so much for right. having us. Cheers. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously.